This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate. Then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com and join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hey, it might be winter, people, but that doesn't mean you can't have a wonderful feeling of paradise right at your fingertips. And I create my own paradise experience with Rum Haven. That's right. Whether it's on rocks, as I enjoy it, or a cocktail, Rum Haven brings out the paradise atmosphere in your drinks. It's made with real coconut water, so if you're into that, amazing. And you all should be because real coconut water is awesome. I mean, just (laughs) personally... I just think that. Uh, whether it's with club soda and your favorite cocktail, maybe in some eggnog ooh, for a tropical twist with the holidays, Rum Haven is here to meet all your spirit needs during the winter season. For and if tropical- you don't know what cocktails to make, you can go on their website and you can get all their recipes. That's right. Go to their website. Get some rest- recipes. Be a hero for all the people in your life. Sip into paradise and visit discover.rumhaven.com for the latest giveaways recipes and seasonal tips what is going on everybody welcome to another episode of the vile files bachelor recap edition i am your host nick joined by my producer Chrissy joined virtually in the blistering warm weather of Montana. It is warm today. Is it? Uh, 22 degrees? It's going to be 50 <laughs> degrees today. No way. No, for reals. All right. Congratulations. I know. It's so exciting. Did... I walked to get coffee this is morning. It, uh, it's amazing. Is, it, is it pool day? Huh? Pool day? Yeah. Pool day. Yeah. I mean, maybe a little jump in the river for, for someone who grew up in Wisconsin. When you had 50 degrees in December, that was like shorts and, and tank top day. <laughs> I know. But my coffee, like my coffee speaks to me today. I walked to get coffee and it says bad decisions make good stories on it. <laughs> I was like, oh, these people get me. I liked it. There you go. We are also joined and you can hear her slightly giggling in the background. One Raven Gates joined just joins us. I can't even talk. To help us break down this episode of The Bachelorette. Raven, how are you doing? Good. I'm so excited. I have not told you this, but Taisha is Adam's girl crush. She has been since she was on Colton (laughs) season. So every time we watch The Bachelor, I'm like, maybe I should just go to the other room and let you have your date night with Taisha, you know? Really? So I, (laughs) I swear. this This is like Taisha was post you and Adam. So this is not like before I met you, babe, I had a crush on this person. No, this was like you two were in a relationship and apparently you guys have the maturity (laughs) in this relationship for Adam to be like, Hey, can I get a hall pass? No hall passes here. No hall hall passes. No, but like when he, she was on Colton season, he was just like, she's like so beautiful. She's so sweet. Like he had a girl crush on her, which was, Fun. And then we got to go to, um, I met Taisha. We both met Taisha 
at Paradise when Chris and Crystal got married. So we introduced ourselves and I just said, Tasha, um, Adam's obsessed with you. Would you please go say hello to him? <laughs> so she was so sweet and she's like, oh my God, yeah. So I'm super excited to break down this episode. Um, I think she is stunningly beautiful and her season's pretty good. I mean, I'm enjoying it. So yeah, it's been it's been good so far. Does question on your your and Adam's relationship based off this information you provided? Do you have <laughs> more or less confidence, or is it not impacted by the fact that you went on national television on this on my season and said how you, you know, beat up the girl who she didn't? <laughs> so it's just kind of like, hey, you just kind of already put it out there, so it's fine. He has a crush, but just so you know what I'm capable oh, of I doing. Oh, I could take her down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His when we first got together, I guess like his family was watching my past seasons. Obviously, you would. Sure. Yeah. And they were very concerned that I was like some violent like woman, and I was like, no, oh. there was. Only so if you need to be. That story. Yeah, only exactly. if you need to be. <laughs> yeah. Don't give me a reason. Don't give me yeah. a reason. I mean, it's not who I am, but it's who I can be. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we are glad that you are, are doing this with us. Uh, this is the second time that uh, Raven and I have podcasted together. The first time was on my Patreon, Nick V Talks Trash TV, where we break down our uh, our time together on um, my season of The Bachelor and the relationships. So if you haven't checked that out, uh, make sure to do that. It's a ton of fun. Not only Raven, but Rachel, Corinne, Vanessa, Jen, Savion from Paradise, the whole gang. Um, also, Raven has, as some of you may or may not know, uh, a wonderful clothing line. Uh, right? You have a clothing. You have a clothing store. Yes, it's a it's a, a boutique. It's called Shop Gray Suede. So on uh, Instagram at shop gray suede or www.shopgraysuede. And so if you're Christmas shopping, you can go on there and I made a code for all of your listeners. Just use Ooh. the code Nick for 30% off. So 30% off. Go support your local for- business in a time of COVID <laughs> support Raven yeah. Gates. She has yeah. a, a, a wedding she's got to pay for. And, <laughs> That's true. Uh, Need, if it ever happens at this point, I'm just ready to elope. This, this is getting out of hand. I, I think eloping is such a great idea when it comes to weddings. Everyone tells me that, so we'll see. I mean, the wedding industry would disagree with you, but I would take that money. There's something sexy about it. Yeah, it's like I kind of wanted Adam to like run off and get married and like not tell anybody and then have a wedding and be like, oh, yeah, we've been married. But he was like, no. There's We're something affordable that. about it. That's what I. I <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, go check out uh, Raven's line, uh, Code Nick, thirty percent off. Go support some your local businesses. Check out the Patreon and make sure to tune in tomorrow for a great episode. If you were ever an Entourage fan, Entourage on HBO, which I was, or maybe your boyfriend was a fan. It's the bring your boyfriend to bring listen to the Vile yeah. Doug Ellen, the creator of Entourage, and the amazing Kevin Dillon, who plays Johnny Drama on Entourage, join us to talk about uh, their experience on the show, how it relates to their personal life. It's just a fun conversation, a little guy talk. Make sure to tune in to that. And other than that, uh, Justin Long joins us next Monday for... Uh, it's a big Justin Long week next week. We have Justin Long helps us do an Ask Nick episode. He's fantastic on it. Gives great relationship advice. He was 
very earnest about it, took it very seriously, and it was a ton of fun. And him and his brother uh, are scheduled to help us break down next week's episode of The Bachelorette. So that should be... Justin Long, all week long. Justin Long, all week <laughs> long. Uh, other than that, thanks for listening. And when we return, Raven Gates breaks down The Bachelorette. The holidays are here. You know it. I know it. And we're all excited about it. And to help you get through the holidays and to ship efficiently, affordably, ShipStation is here to help your small businesses meet the demands of your customers. Or maybe it's just your friends, depending on who you're shipping things to. ShipStation is something that Natural Habits, my company, we use every day, 365, and it makes it affordable, easy, convenient, helps us have great customer service uh, that you can ship, whether it's UPS, USPS, uh, FedEx, uh, really any shipping. Even international. (laughs) Even international. Whether you use Shopify as your platform, Amazon, eBay, or your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device, even on your cell phone. You can compare and choose the best shipping solutions every time. Even Fortune 500 companies use it. Small businesses use it right out of your home. So if you want to ship more effectively and save some money, ShipStation is here for you. Right now, Vilefile listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use offer code V-I-A-L-O. Make sure your business can meet the demands of this massive online shopping season. Get started at ShipStation.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in V-I-A-L-L. That's ShipStation.com. Then enter offer code V-I-A-L-L. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. Nothing is more convincing than when you put your money where your mouth is. And last week on Twitter, someone just put out there on a tweet that I saw that said, is Theragun worth it? And it was a, 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 I don't know. She was like this person who apparently is a writer for some magazine. And she talked about how her neck was all out of whack from uh, carrying her child and and breastfeeding. And while I know nothing about carrying a child or breastfeeding, I do know that the Theragun can save your back if whatever the tension problems that you have so i responded and said it's totally worth it and i said if you ever liked massages it's amazing and she said if's a big question mark and i said well if you're thirsty you should also drink water and then i said if you don't like it i will buy you one i haven't run this by theragun it, I, I i stand by it if she follows up with me which i know she won't she might follow up with me and say thank you my point is Theragun is amazing. And if you ever just want some sort of like tension release, if you like massages, if you have joint muscle pain, if you whatever, Theragun is amazing. It's it's it, it's so it's the best money you'll ever spend. Your ROI on Theragun is fantastic. Try Theragun for 30 days. There is no substitute for Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen personalized Theragun app and the quiet and power you need starting at only $199 a steal. Go to theragun.com slash V-I-A-L-L right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash V-I-A-L-L theragun.com slash V-I-A-L-L. I shit you not if you send it to someone as a Christmas gift. You will be their personal hero for life. And we're back. <laughs> we're back. Raven, uh, how are you? Welcome to the recap portion of this episode. Thanks for having me. I'm so ready to break this down. Uh, you've been, um, are you like, have, do you just watch as a fan now, like in general, or have you been watching every season, or are you kind of in and out depending on? Um, I'm kind of in and out, but Adam is an avid a bachelor bachelorette watcher like he has never missed an episode so i always get clued in yes so he's like tanner 
yeah Tanner pretty yeah like between jade yeah. and tanner it's tanner's the one who watches like jade's yes. like i guess like yes interesting exactly do we want to have adam join us <laughs> no he would that would be a great episode maybe he i'll have adam be, I'll yeah. have Adam come back on, and do it on his own. The episode opens up. Well, we had a cliffhanger last week. Uh, we have this confrontation between Bennett and Noah, and Tasha's asking, you know, what's in the box, and we open things up. Um, I have a lot to say that I, you know, I was very defensive of Noah last week. I think he's a very manufactured villain, if you even want to call him a villain. Um, but what are your thoughts, Raven, before I elaborate? Very, very, uh, our season kind of vibes with the emotional intelligence conversation. Yeah, definitely. Um, I have a few thoughts. Noah. Okay. Noah and Bennett both to me have the same issue. They both seem a little condescending and they're both proving it to me. So I can see both sides of this scenario. And just like you think that Noah is kind of a manufactured villain, I kind of think the same way with Bennett. And I think he knows he's different. He knows he's weird. He says that. We get that. And I think the storyline perfectly meshes into what he knows people perceive him as. So he's just diving into that. So he is talking weird. He is being weird. He knows he's going to be shown weird. He knows he doesn't fit in. So I think he's really a manufactured villain as well. So I, I've been saying the past couple episodes in these recaps that I first I was a big Bennett fan, then not so much recently. And, so, and maybe I'm missing something, but like, when did Bennett point out that he knows he's weird and different? Because my whole premise has been like, I like Bennett if Bennett is self-aware enough to mm-hmm. know that he's kind of a dork, right? Well, and we're he- not always self-aware of everything about us, right? We, we're not always self-aware, but he did say in this episode, like, I know I speak different. I know I'm different from everyone here. I know. And so I think maybe... We're you, all just a little unaware about ourselves, just a little bit. But you sure. know the core, core person you are, and he knows those core things about I, himself. I mean, maybe yeah. I I don't know if you're giving them the benefit of the doubt. I kind of took that as, uh, like, when I watched Bennett talk, it was like cl- for me, it was the classic case of I'm sorry I made you feel this way, not I'm sorry, right? Or yes. when he said I know yeah. I'm different. To me, in this, and who knows? Like, I don't, I, I'm not inside Bennett's head, but to me, it sounded like I know I'm better. That's what it sounded yes. like to me. I know I talk different yeah. because everyone else is stupid. It didn't sound like yeah. I'm a door, people don't get me, I have insecurities. You know, I didn't hear any of that from, from Bennett. So to right. me, no, I agree with that. And the whole box, the present itself, was condescending. Yeah, so like, anything that he was trying to prove where he was not condescending, the box was there. The present was there, and it was a very condescending box. Yeah, it reminded me so much of, obviously, the Taylor and Corinne fight from, from our season, right? Do you think Bennett parallels Taylor in that situation? Yes. Bennett's Taylor, Corinne is Noah, if we're oversimplifying the comparison, right? Like, okay. We're, I'm not I don't know Noah at all and and but I I you know 
I heard all those conversations as The Bachelor. And I remember mm-hmm. uh, thinking I was very much te- like in that. It was a classic case. And I think Bennett's doing the same thing. Taylor's clearly smart, right? Taylor also Taylor is clearly smart at the time. She wouldn't shut up about going to John Hopkins. Right. And then she she may have been smart, but she I felt like she she thought she was smarter than she actually was. And I thought she saw herself as more self-aware than she actually was. Right. And and she took that confidence in herself, which is great that she had and then used it to kind of shame and condescend Corinne. And I remember thinking, you know, listening to Taylor talk to me about Corinne. And it was just like, you know what, Taylor, in my head, I actually said this to Taylor and never got aired, but it was just like, hey, listen, you know, I understand you guys don't have differences, but what I see in Corinne is someone who, while not perfect and has her flaws, she's self-aware enough that she doesn't take herself seriously. You know, that wasn't necessarily shown and it's truest self yeah. on the show but like mm-hmm. you know corinne is corinne and she knows that she knows she's goofy and she has no problem you know corinne's biggest strength was like not pretending to be someone that she wasn't not you know she mm-hmm. was okay with pointing out flaws of herself that's not but something i think- saw a lot with taylor at the time and i just remember being like if anyone's not self-aware between the two of you i was i thought corinne was more self-aware yeah i could see that i could see that um do you think Bennett is um, like Taylor in the way where I felt like Taylor felt personally attacked by Corinne in, in this situation? I feel like Bennett is just kind of trying to defend Tasha's honor. So do you feel that has yeah, any really? play? I don't think Taylor, I don't, I don't, you you are and maybe rightfully so you are definitely giving more Bennett more of the benefit of the doubt like because to me I I look at Bennett and I see someone who you know thinks he's right and it's like when when the whole time when like you know here Tasha handed herself very well with with regards to to Bennett right I actually didn't love how she handled the Noah thing but with 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 Bennett the only thing I would have loved Tasha to say is because she she explained herself so well about the situation. But then, you know, Bennett gave the I'm sorry you feel this way. And to Tasha's point, it was just like, hey, I, when when was the last time I asked any of you for your like necessarily opinions on who you think I should marry? You know, because she's like, mm-hmm. hey, I don't need you to do this. She She nailed that. And then Bennett was like, well, I just can't believe that you would date someone like that. You know, and like Tasha, I wish she would be like, well, I didn't ask your opinion, you know, kind of thing. Where yeah. Like Bennett's uh, justification for speaking up is still the condescendation where he was like, hey, well, I would never do that. I just I just never thought you would do something like that. Well, it's like mm-hmm. you're such a dick, you know, like it's such a <laughs> condescending, passive aggressive, borderline gaslighting kind of approach to, you know, defending yourself where. The honest thing, the only thing that Bennett could and should have said that was self-aware or was honest to me from my point of view was, you know what, Tasha, especially when he comes back, you know, obviously we all know he comes back was, and he didn't even do it then, which was, listen, this is a crazy world. It brings out my insecurities. Uh, you're right. You're an intelligent, wonderful woman, very capable of 
thinking for herself and deciding what's right for her. And I let myself get involved with something I shouldn't have been myself in. It doesn't matter what I think of Noah and any of the other guys. I need to focus on you and I'm sorry. That's the only thing he should and could have said. Anything else is a justification and an excuse for what he got called out on. Yeah, I agree with you. And and I'm playing devil's advocate here with Bennett, but I do think it's kind of his uh, qualities and traits are just easy to be painted as a villain. And I don't know if he has any malicious, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like malicious intent. Yes. But I did agree with Noah when Noah said, I don't want, when he was talking to Taisha, he said, I just see him being condescending to us. And if you were to end up with him, I feel he would be condescending to you. And I'm like, yeah, Noah's right. Noah's yeah. right on that. He is, but I would agree. Like, it's not his place to say that to Tasha either, mm-hmm. right? These guys need to stop short at telling right. Tasha what they, you know, that's up to Tasha, right? And like, they all yeah. do that. And I guess part of the show. And just to preface, I mean, Clearly, I don't think Bennett's a, like a villain or a bad guy. Oh, mean, yeah, he's not, yeah. a, you know, but uh, they also have situation. another thing in common that they both Bennett and Noah both are way too confident and comfortable with their position with Tasha. Yes. Bennett didn't think he was going to leave. Noah didn't think he was going to leave. And I so loved when Tasha came through the room and was like, Noah, don't smile. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Because I, it kind of like simmer down. Like you didn't win this. She said, quote, you did not win. I, so I, I get that, but I I was blown away and I had to go back and rewind uh, rewind it because I couldn't believe she said this, which she was like, I don't think you're ready to get married at the end of this. Mm. Not like she didn't say, <laughs> I'm not sure if you're not ready. Uh-huh. She was like, I don't think you're gonna be ready. Oh, fair enough. I mean, mm-hmm. granted, mm-hmm. I think it's a bit presumptuous to to be able... I don't think any lead or anyone in that environment with the limited time that we have can make a judgment on someone, whether they're capable. Now, he might not be ready for Tasha. That's... Tasha yeah. has the right to say that. I didn't <laughs> right. love that she... That's. I don't think that's fair to Noah. She didn't necessarily reference his age. Ben Higgins was 25 years old when he was on Caitlyn's <laughs> yeah. season. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And he was and the most right. ready bachelor, I think. No offense. But I feel like Ben was like the most ready bachelor, you know? Offense no taken. Offense. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and, you know, age can vary. It's just, to yeah. me, the silliness of Noah's immaturity. We know nothing oh. about Noah that much. We do know, again, I want to point like that he is a traveling nurse who's been on the front lines of fighting covid uh yeah. that he is you know comes from a large large family and that matures you faster than in in, in other situations so like if anybody would know that that would be you yeah so we don't family. know like we don't know whether he is or isn't and as riley pointed out like i thought it was fascinating when riley pointed out that they, they were spending their one week anniversary like they they don't often do that but they put a, a, a real time stamp not like a bachelor yeah. time stamp in terms of like episodes and weeks but like an actual like we've been talking for seven fucking days yeah so and, yeah. and riley right. like like no like that's as long as tasha's been there so tasha has spent a week all these relationships are seven days yeah. old Yes. Right. So, and so wild. I yeah. know it's so wild, and it's so it's uh it's crazy. But like, 
So, but fine. So for argument's sake, let's say Taisha is right on the money where Noah's not ready. Maybe, maybe there's things Noah has done that we didn't get to see. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, you know, allowed. Then why, why is he, why is he still there? You know, like, right. why didn't you send him home? Right. Why exactly just send him on his way? I don't, I don't right. understand that. It doesn't make sense to me that Taisha said that. Uh, and, and I was also around. thinking that, you know, keeping him would make sense if he was a villain in the house, but he's not. It seems like all the boys really like him. Noah. So, yeah. So, it's, um, yeah, I like how they pointed out where they, and I love that. And they did this a couple of times with me with Andy and Caitlin season where again, where I always kind of felt it was more manufactured where it was like a couple of guys being like, I think it was Brandon who's like, yeah, you've been kind of screwed over. He kind of says that to Noah where like you got yourself caught up in this thing. But yeah. Noah clearly is someone who is he doesn't back down from confrontation and he is a talker. And mm-hmm. just by definition, as you know, like he is annoying some of the other guys just by and it's not even his fault that he's cannibalizing their time. I mean, for right. all the people listening, for all the guys on this season who might be listening for future contestants. No one has ever been sent home because someone else stole your time. It, yeah. That's never happened. No one steals yeah. your time. The lead just doesn't want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that what it is, Nick? Yeah. Is that what it is? <laughs> well, and for Get someone it. who got tons the of truth. time. Yes. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, no, you know what I'm saying? No one steals your time. If I wanted, yeah, it, it, they care about relationships. And if you're not getting time, it's because the lead isn't as interested in as they, he or she, in, in talking to other people. You know? why, why do you think that Taisha did not just give him... He got a rose at the rose ceremony. Why didn't she go ahead and just give him the rose? I mean, she had to know in that moment she was going to keep him. Or no. she would have just let him go. Yeah. The holiday seasons can bring feelings of stress, anxiety, and even loneliness. We all just want to be touched during the holiday season. Some of us have that ability in our lives. Some of us do not. And for those who just want to touch ourselves but need a little stimulation to do that, Dipsy is here to help you out. Need to unwind after a long day on Zoom calls? Well, Dipsy has you covered with immersive scenarios and stories to help you feel sexy and in the mood. Find stories about an off-limits hookup with your professor. Ooh, 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 you bad, bad girl. Or a costume party that takes things to the next level. Or maybe a story where your partner tells you exactly what to do. Or you try a new toy together. Hey now. Ooh, 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 hey now. Dipsy has it all. A variety real-life scenarios that make you feel good and willing to have a party, even if it's only with yourself. (laughs) <laughs> and for our listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash V-I-A-L. That's a 30-day free trial when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Dipsystories.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Dipsy does mm-hmm. not disappoint. <laughs> well, all you single-serving people out there, sometimes we feel left out. Right. The world's not sometimes thinking about us us single serving people. Also, hopefully we're not uh, entertaining all that much during the holiday seasons, given the 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 uh, the times that we are in. Usual Wines has us covered because what they are 
is that perfect single serving wine. You know, because I'll get a bottle of wine, I'll open it up and then I'll have a glass and then it's like I have to put the cork back on and then like I feel this pressure to having a glass tomorrow. Like I just want to have a glass. It doesn't doesn't quite stay the same. Well, I don't have to worry about that with uh, usual wines. No, no, no. They're low carb and zero grams of sugar wine is the perfect combination of perfect size and healthiness that I like when I drink my wines. Usual wines are made from the world-class AVAs, that's American Viticultural Area, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right, in California like Napa, Sonoma, Santa Barbara, and are made with minimum intervention, zero sugar, and zero additives. But don't grapes contain sugar, you ask? Well, I'm glad you did. To clarify, all usual wines are produced using natural, sustainable grape harvested every fall. Their grapes are picked at an optimal ripeness to ensure all sugars will be fermented completely until the wines are dry with no residual sugars. Usual Wines has a special holiday product coming early November, Usual Reserve. It's an ultra-premium limited edition Mount Viter Cabernet Sauvignon. Introducing Usual Reserve. This is their most special wine yet, just in time for the holidays. Hailing from one of the most celebrated plots of land in all of Napa, this Cabernet Sauvignon is concentrated and rich with just enough grip. Gift it to someone special or keep it for yourself the holidays as usual. Go check out their website at www.usualwines.com and use my discount code VIALL for $8 off your first order and try your first glass on them. Maybe the... uh, Maybe the you're not ready to get marriage, maybe that wasn't shown in the most truest context of how it was done, but I just, I hate that, that she said that and then kept them because it almost, it's like, what's, I don't, I'm just, where do you, where do you go from here if that's how you feel? Well, it gives it to play on her side. It gives him the knowledge to change her perception of him. So if she can just go straight to him and say, this is my issue with you. Apparently this is her biggest and only issue with him because she didn't really even talk about the issue with Bennett as much as she was concerned about him not being ready for marriage. So this is his opportunity to do something about it, to prove her wrong. So yeah, and I, I hope he yeah, does. I, I mean, I, I agree with you there. And that's where, where I was disappointed in Noah is like, she just told you she doesn't think you're ready for marriage. Yeah. And, and you're, you didn't, you weren't bothered by that enough to address it. And I think that's exactly. a big, it's a big strike for Noah. It was like, a it big, kind of proves, mm, proves Tasha's point. Yes. It was a missed opportunity for Noah, for him to say, I mean, if anyone says something about you, especially someone you care about and you're like in this competition to win their heart and they think this bad thing about you, the first thing you're going to say is like, that's not true. And I'm going to show you it's not true. And this is where I'm at. This is where my heart's at. And this is where I want my life to be at. And I'm going to show you that yeah. would he would have gotten, I bet he would have gotten the rose then had he oh. had that conversation with her. Yes. If Noah would have been like, he comes back, right? He, Tasha sends Ben at home. He comes back. He's not smiling, which, you know, right. he shouldn't have done. And he's <laughs> exactly. like, Hey, Tasha, um, can I talk to you? Uh, I know like, it really like I've been sitting here for the past however long thinking about what you just said to me and Bennett and you just said that you don't yeah. think I'm ready for marriage and well first off I personally disagree with you that being said I'd love to hear directly why you think that and it, it feels unfair to me and while I don't agree with you if that is how you feel 
I guess maybe I should go. I would love to show you otherwise, and I would love for you to give me feedback and why you think that, and I'd love an opportunity mm-hmm. to change your mind. But I yeah. don't think I, I can't take myself seriously and stay here if that is, in fact, how you feel about me. And yeah, you're I'm, right. If he would have said that, that would have been major Game points. changer. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally, totally agree. Um, so Noah is put on probation. He's, you know, given uh, basically a, what, what, what do we, we, like an extension, I guess, if you will. But he was not, put not in timeout. A rose. And then do we go straight to the rose ceremony of that or is it? Yeah, it's straight to rose yeah. ceremony. Straight to the rose ceremony. Um, pretty, you know, Ed finally goes home. You know, Ed, we appreciate the entertainment you gave us. Uh, I was hard <laughs> on Ed, and I, but uh, you're gonna miss him, Nick. I am gonna miss Pour- Ed. <laughs> Pour one out for him. I'm gonna miss yep. Ed. Uh, Demar and and Spencer go home. I gotta say, Spencer, maybe in the history <sighs> of the Bachelorette is the biggest first impression rose disappointment of all time. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm sure he's he got a, the rose and then like he never spoke ever again. And we never saw him. And when have never. we ever seen that? That's really so, weird. You know what really I'm saying? Like weird. everyone was just like, he came in, he was so great. And, and by great, I just mean like, you know, like Noah, unafraid of the group, clearly had a connection with Tasha. She gave him the first impression rose. That's a big deal, especially in bachelorette world. Right. Wait, and you know have- what that, rem- sorry to cut you off, but it reminds me of when on Becca's season, when she had a one on one with the, I think he was the other Garrett. And then he just left the show and we're like, uh, okay. Uh, well, that well, was that's, strange. That was a little, little different. He got kicked off and he has since passed away. Yeah, but we didn't know that till much later. So it makes you think, like, what happened? Why did he, why did he leave? Well, he Maybe it was just boring. I think he just. Maybe. I I think. Yeah, I mean, because it's the thing. If you want to compare it to that, there wasn't this. It wasn't abrupt in the sense of it was a slow burn. He be, he's been on three or four episodes. Yeah, it was. It was almost as if he, did he get kicked off because we haven't seen him, and then like once an episode he would like pop it and you know kind of narrate a a, a situation, but never really get involved, and. I am. I would be curious. I'd love to find out from Tasha. Like, what did you see in him the night one, and then what yeah. did you stop seeing him going forward? Because clearly, right, there's an excitement there, right? If the first impression rose matters, right? Because yes, especially is, for the women. If you look back on the history of the Bachelorettes, I mean, the women pick win usually the, the, the pick the winner. Yeah, and like, pick the winner. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the last time that like. Uh, you know, and Andy gave me the first impression. I was her top two. Uh, exactly. It was her, and then so it's like it's it's someone that you really, you know, have an interest in. Like yeah. with Andy, I think go. if she was going to pick her favorite from night one, she would have given it to Josh. But like she decided to give it to me because maybe it was like I'm going to pick my second favorite or pick someone sure. else who surprised me or whatever. But someone really sure. who and yeah, he just really. It's, it's it's shocking when you think about the history, just how much uh, that you would think something had to change. Like he said or did mm-hmm. something weird, and, and but something happened. Something happened. Even on the group dates, he was just like in the background. Like the only group date that he had, like any kind of like camera time, or the, it wasn't just like a two second thing sh- with her. Was sure, like that but, one where he got like elbowed in the pool. But here's the thing: if that was it, if you're someone who's not very chatty on that show. And the lead is just 
you know, I don't see it. Not for me. Yeah, you'll go home quick, right? Yeah. But if the lead likes you, you can be quiet. You know, you can be in the shadows. You can play behind the scenes. Many of winners and and top three people have won that way because it's just like, well, you have the benefit of the lead being into you. And so you're going to get your one-on-one and then you'll get an opportunity to just like have the time and you don't need to speak up in drama. You don't need to insert yourself. It's the people where the lead's really just not into them. Like, for example, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just going to go out on a limb and th- say that, I mean, I, I think, you know, I know Tasha and we were led to believe that she's questioning her choice of sending Bennett home, but like, I don't see it. I could be wrong. I don't see it. I don't think there was ever a shot that Bennett was going to ho- uh, end up with Tasha. And, no, I don't and, either. And, and Bennett is outspoken and interesting and good TV, and that's why Bennett is, is sticking around. But like, if, if the lead likes you, then you can be, you can be quiet as fuck and you can go top yeah. four, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. So to your point, I agree with you, Raven. Like, it, God, it makes you wonder if like he, is there a conversation we didn't see where like Spencer just got weird or said something off-putting? Yeah. I, I don't know, but it was, it's shocking that he got the first impression rose and then just, we literally, he wasn't a villain. He wasn't anything. He was just there. Not yeah. there. Yeah. That is there. an unsolved yeah. mystery that give, when you get the opportunity to talk to Tasha, note that because we need to know. <laughs> we, we need like you didn't even see him have like one on one time with her. Like they usually show everybody talking to her like on their like their cocktail party group date stuff. Nothing like he was yeah. nowhere. He just disappeared. Weird. Weird. So weird. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh it was shocking. I was uh, I, I do want to know if 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 Chris Harrison said JoJo can take my spot, but what she can't do is come out my patented uh, gentlemen. This is the final rose. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was no final rose notification. No, we I wrote that down. No, I, I was like shocked. I thought that too. I thought the same thing. I was like, is this the final rose or or what? I was so confused. And I and, I and did, did JoJo thing. screw it up? Did she like come out there and totally whiff it and they just edited it out? I don't know. But was it, that might have been the first time in the show's history during a rose ceremony there was a single rose and we <laughs> weren't made aware that it was the last rose. And I was like, no, are there still I more roses? Right. We put two and two together ourselves. Yeah, yes. I can't count I on my right. own. Yeah. You're totally right. I thought the same thing. It's a Chris Harrison slogan, and and she can do everything but that. You know? Yeah, he's like, no, ah, uh, fine. I Jojo mm-hmm. can take over, but she cannot do not say that. Not <laughs> let people know that there's only one rose on the table. <laughs> I think you're right. I, oh God, I was confused. Um, all of a sudden, we're like talking about hometowns. Like they, I know. they, like this is the show. Like the show, Zach's kind of like, "Hey, I, I'm, oh my God, can she meet my parents?" We're, you know, we see this every season, but we're just kind of prepared for it because we've we've watched the season. We know that hometowns is around the corner. We don't mm-hmm. know what the fuck's going on this season. Riley's like, yeah. "Hey, I've only known you for seven days," and all of a sudden, like, by the way, hometowns is on the line. There's only seven people left, and Crazy. so we have a little like ITM from Zach letting America know. This is where we are on our journey of love, which I, I feel for Tasha in that sense that like she's had no fucking time to really yeah. get to know these guys. I mean, this is it's seven days, yes. eight days, maybe now 
seven days. Now, granted, it's more, it's seven more impactful days. They're not traveling. They're not taking days off. You know, it's bam, 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 bam every day, but nevertheless. You know, I thought since it was such a short Tom Crunch, I thought this season would be more set up like a paradox situation where she would be with them 24-7 because that, that's where you get the most of your time out of yeah. these guys. But it didn't, I mean, I'm shocked. And then, like you said, for them to give us a timeline with the whole one week anniversary and there's seven men left, Good luck, Tasha. <laughs> I yeah. don't know how she's doing no, it. it. It really put things in perspective, and I, uh, I feel for her because like every mm-hmm. every lead feels a pressure to make it work. Every I, yeah. I truly believe that every lead is there for the right reasons. In the sense that like they all wanted to make it work. They all want to yeah. find love. You know, it's not you know they may have other goals as being given this opportunity, but I I think there's a real sincerity on the leads and i and i feel for Tasha, yeah uh, having such limited time um ben finally gets his one-on-one we've been waiting for this one-on-one uh we now know Amen. we now know why ben has been had to wait for so long because he obviously has more to his past he was very honest last week about um struggling with eating disorders and then we get uh, a bigger conversation about obviously his uh, suicide attempts, which uh, mm-hmm. again, props to, to Ben and Zach, um, you know, in these situations, obviously I know we, we make, you know, the, the sad story has almost become like a rite of passage. We kind of snark about it and we don't have to, you know, in a sense, like, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sure Ben was encouraged to tell his truth, but like lots of times people don't share everything you know mm-hmm. about that um so you know props to to ben to having that honest conversation and and we've talked about suicide on the show and bringing an awareness to it you know again here we see a guy ben great looking guy seems really nice just looks like he has things going for him just on outward yeah. appearances alone and 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 to hear his his struggle with i think was very brave of him and, and i hope that um you know, I think awareness when it comes to suicide is always a, a, a positive, positive thing. So I agree. Um, and I cried watching this. I'm not a crier. Well, I have turned into a sap, but I cried watching him tell his story and just the way he spoke about how his sister really helped him through all of that. And it just it was great for the viewers who are going through similar things or families of viewers going through similar things. It just takes one person to be there for someone going through such horrible mental distress to change the trajectory of their life. So I thought that was really, I mean, just really sweet, really opening up and showing us his struggles can help so many people. So especially during this time where suicide rates are up, and all the things people are battling with, especially during the holidays, it tends suicide rates tend to go up during the holidays. So it was great for people that are going through it, um, what Ben went through, but it's also really great for other people to see, hey, just reach out because it takes one person like his sister to get someone through something so horrible, you know? Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's I don't I don't know what it is, but it's certainly something. It's interesting that it seems clear that Tasha's 
strongest connections that we're seeing now are between Zach and Ben. And they're yeah. two guys. How old is Ben? I don't, I can't, I know, I know Zach's older. Didn't he say he was, I forget. 26 when something happened, when he got hurt. Yeah, I don't think he's that young. Ben's 29. Okay. So he's, okay. he's not as old as Zach, but he's 29, right? But uh, yeah, so her two strong are guys who have dealt with some serious things. You know, it's interesting, you know, Tasha. we talked about the seven days. She's got such limited time. And I think it's great that she, I mean, to me, it, they seem to be the most grounded and self-aware of the men. At the same time, if you're Tasha, it's going to bring up some real questions. I mean, it's fair yeah. for Tasha to be like, I'm <laughs> so glad you've addressed this. I'm so glad. But like, where are you on this path? It's a constant yeah. You know, I'm assuming, um, you know, I've had family members deal with it. And it's it's a constant, you know, struggle, like a check in, yeah. you know, our, you know, we all deal with mental health. Dealing with our mental health is an ongoing thing. It's like exercising. Like once we stop mm -hmm. focusing on it, we can let ourselves go and, and it can get us into a bad place. Right. And kudos to Ben for saying he just dove straight into therapy and dove straight in onto his issues and mm -hmm. trying to find help. I thought that was really commendable of him, but yeah, you're totally right. This is, this is something that he is bringing into the relationship that Tasha needs to be aware of and totally. also check in with him if they were to end up together, you know? Totally. And it's just some, something like, I don't care if it's nine weeks or 12 weeks or a week or two weeks or how much time Tasha's going to have or any lead. Like, you know, people always ask when, like, you get engaged on The Bachelor, you know, and in your case, Raven, like, as a, as a runner-up, you certainly, whether you thought I was, you know, maybe probably going to pick Vanessa or not, but, like, if you go that far, you start thinking about, right, like, could I do this? Yeah. And no matter right. what, it's just, <laughs> like, no matter how certain you are or you think you could, like, no, I don't think most people, I think most people are not like delusional. It's a leap of faith, mm -hmm. right? You're just like, yeah. I, I do love you. I love what I know. I realize there's a lot I don't know. I'm willing to take the leap of faith with you because sure. of how I feel. And with mm -hmm. Tasha, she's being asked to take an even bigger leap of faith with less time. And then if she does end up with Zach or Ben, and I would honestly be shocked at this point if it's not one of those two, like who's going to like... Yeah surpass those two guys in the last few weeks she's asked to take a bigger leap of faith of being like hey thanks for your honesty but there's just no way for her to get all the information she's probably i'm assuming craving want to know without just spending yeah. time with them you know right and right. um that's it just is what it is but it's just i i don't think i think it's a for Tasha, like it's uh it's a big it's a big ask for her um, yes i agree only saying that because, you know, hopefully Tasha finds love. Hopefully she gets engaged. Hopefully it works out. But if she doesn't, if it, if it doesn't work out for her, it's uh, it's understandable why maybe she didn't have all the information she, she right. needed up front. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Ben has a very powerful one on one. We we've you know, we just like Ben. Obviously, Ben's, you know, rightfully so getting a very positive edit. And it's 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 truly like. I, I what I am enjoying this season is that you have two front runners, and every time they get screen time, uh, you you always think that they're the one who has the best connection with Tasha. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I think mm -hmm. I think that's always makes a, for a compelling season. Um, and I honestly, 
that's how it's like Ben's on. I'm like, oh, she's going to pick Ben. When Zach's on, I'm like, she's going to pick Zach. Do you have a. I was about to ask you the same thing. I was like, are you team Ben or team Zach? Oh, I'm not team either. I, you know, that is interesting because usually not only is there, usually there's an obvious top two and whether like they're rivals, like Sean and I were, there's usually two distinct choices. And I don't know if there are two distinct choices here. Not yet. other than their yeah, not yet. Other than their mm-hmm. age, they seem um, self-aware. They seem vulnerable. They seem like they have been um, damaged, but not broken. And I say that in a very positive way. I like people who are we're all damaged, but not broken. I love the people who are able to recognize it and say that. Mm-hmm. You know, and and um, they seem like nice guys. You know. So yeah. like I can't see other than like obviously they look different and their age, there's not like even a personality difference that at least we're aware mm-hmm. of. And so yeah. I don't know. They seem like you know if Tasha's happy, guy. great. You know, um, yeah, yeah. I, I I don't think I'm rooting for one more than the other. Um, yeah. Who's your final four <laughs> other than those two? Um, I think okay. Obviously those two. I don't know about the fourth one, but I think the third one will be Riley just really? because he has such an interesting thing going on. Like, I just feel like that's going to come out in hometowns. I'll be shocked if he doesn't get a hometown because of the story he told us during this episode, but I could be totally wrong. But I, I mean, he's the only one that I'm sure a lot of viewers like myself are curious about the dynamic of his family. I think Riley, it's uh, it's just too late, right? I think, you know, just more behind the scenes. I think it's a powerful story. I, I he he seems like an, a fantastic guy. I'd love. I'm I'm is is interested in getting to know Riley. You know, outside of the TV show, is anyone on that show? Seems like a really, I don't know. Um, I find him interesting, but yeah, I do too. I think part of the reason why we have a cliffhanger, part of the reason why Taisha didn't give a rose on that date was Riley can tell a story. Now we can have enough time in between so that when she does send Riley home, she doesn't look like an asshole. Yeah. I mean, valid point. Very valid um, point. And sometimes with hometowns, you're right. There's like, oh, this would make a good hometown. And then sometimes like, it's like, you know what? this might be too much for hometowns. It might just get True. too weird or too much. Maybe his family just has no interest. We don't know. That can happen. Those are conversations yeah. where just like, are my family's just not interested in being a part of this show. Yeah. Um, I had conversations like that about people on the show um, yeah. on my season. I don't know if that happened here, but that's entirely possible. So we don't know if, if it is or, or, or isn't, but my guess regardless, it's, and it, I don't think it, it's I think if if Riley doesn't make it, it's less about that and just more that I think there's just stronger neck connections with mm-hmm. Ivan, Brandon, Ben and, and Zach. Well, at this point, you know, she has a top two. There's probably not even a top third in her mind. It's probably already a top two. I mean, yeah. there's seven left and like she she already knows who she's probably going to pick. So yeah. I think that the hometowns could be a toss up because it's not going to be based on the four she likes the most out of who's left. It's going to be the top two. She thinks she's going to pick. And then another two that will be great family stories to share with America, which it seems like, 
I don't know. I mean, certainly Riley would be, we would all be interested in watching. Like, what does, like, we, we'd get more context probably on, on what he said. But Brandon, Ben, certainly, you know, his meeting, I'm sure that conversation with his sister is going to be powerful, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, certainly Zach had his struggles. That's going to be a, con like, you know, between Ben and Zach, those are going to be two heavy hometowns because there's yeah. no way their personal struggle is not going to come out and we're going to get his family's perception of that. Yeah. We can assume it's going to be like a positive supporting one, but maybe maybe there's a different angle, right? We've we we got this teaser of Tasha's dad. Mm -hmm. And we I kind of we all kind of thought maybe it was going to be Spencer early on because you know, Spencer gets the first impression rose. He looks like a troublemaker. He looks kind of like a fuckboy. Right? <laughs> yeah. And so it was just like maybe easy to think that Tasha like Tasha brings the fuckboy along because he's hot and, and fuckboy. And then Tasha's dad is just like, you know what? I think you're dating a fuckboy. And it's, but Spencer's gone, right? And maybe Spencer's yeah. not a fuckboy. So now, now who is Tasha's dad talking about? And, it, and these all seem like stand up guys. And that was a pretty, who knows? Maybe, maybe there's an Who do you think it is? If you were to guess, who do you think it is? Assuming Tasha's dad actually said that, and sometimes super teases are very much yeah. out of context, but let's assume yeah. we can take it at face value. Zach. Me too. I think so too. Yeah. And I, I only, don't know if they'll have like that verbatim line, line played into the episode, but I think there will be some tension there with Zach because I think in another teaser, she was like, the more I know about, Zach, the more worried I am, or something, something along those lines that makes me think it's Zach, her dad was talking about. But I don't yeah, know. I mean, and I, I only base this off of, you know, between Zach's heavy story and Ben's heavy story. You know, Ben's was he struggled with body complex issues, had an eating disorder, and obviously suffered from suicidal thoughts. Ben's was like. He also suggested he struggled with suicidal thoughts, but some of Ben's stories were like based off of like choices he made, you know? You mean Zach. I'm um, Zach. Sorry, Zach. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. and, and it's good that he seemed to have addressed them and he's now recovering and he's has done things to make good on those mistakes. And I strongly believe like there's nothing. Zach could be an amazing guy, truly amazing that who who, who right now is living a life uh, that's so great from the things that he learned about his mistakes. That yeah. being said, given those choices, I could see why it scares the shit out of a dad. If he's just like, yeah. well, I have more questions about like this, your substance. And abuse her dad is probably yeah. like, this has not been very long to make these decisions. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, we, we, you don't know. You, there's no, a lot. That's the thing. Like her dad could be like, it's been, you know, at that point, 15 days, I don't know what it's going to be by the time yeah. Tasha gets to meet her dad. <laughs> we, know, we, don't, we don't know a lot about this guy, but what, what we do know is that he's struggled with this and, and uh, he could maybe, maybe Tasha's dad just doesn't trust him. But it seems yeah. like there's, there's, Zach would be the one where there's ammunition there for that th to be said. It would seem to be yeah. out of the blue unless there's going to be more information presented that we're just not aware of. Right. I think the the lie detector test is a, a always a perfect date in this environment. Yeah, it's so fun. It's fun for the viewers. It's fun. It's fun for everybody. Um, what a great answer by Zach when he said, "Hopefully, great." 
Yeah, I caught that. I caught that. Well, I also think that's probably the most honest answer you can give, which is why it was it didn't register as a lie. Because I, I was really thinking about this last night and like in lie detector test, because when, when Andy had her uh, lie detector test, it was still fairly late in the season. It was like a week before, timing wise. And there were more guys. And I remember that one from what I heard. I wasn't there. was more a lot of like, and I'm sure there were a ton of questions asked that, you know, we just didn't see. But this seemed a little bit more earnest, like a little bit more like heavy because we're like <laughs> right before hometowns. Yeah. And then you're, you're, you're being asked questions like, do you see yourself falling in love? Which is such a fascinating question to be asked while on a lie detector test in that environment because we're all just kind of confused. I mean, you remember being in that environment and at that point, mm-hmm. you're just like, I, I mean, I, <laughs> I, maybe, but this is nuts. You know, you're questioning your own thoughts. You know, you're, yeah. you're questioning like, how much is this based off competition? How much is this is real? How much is this its environment? Do I really have these? I mean, I like the person, but like, mm-hmm. whatever. And so the lie detector test, I can see how it's easy to lie on those questions because you're so like, you don't know yourself. Yeah. And just given the time that they've had, I mean, I can't imagine if it was like the first week of us filming and them asking, are you ready? Or like, I don't even know what I just walked into. I'm just getting used to the mock pack. Like, <laughs> am I ready to go to hometown? I guess. Yeah, sure. Hopefully. So great answer by him. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, but he also was upset about it, right? Because he was upset because when he had his one-on-one time with her, he was like, I didn't want to tell you in a lie detector test that I loved you. And eh, that was like yeah. his big beef. Yeah. I don't know if it was a beef other than like, Zach's a good talker, right? And I don't say that as a criticism. He took that opportunity to say it in a more romantic way. It's like, oh, you know, Noah me. could learn so much from him. If Noah would just... <laughs> Learn a yeah. few things from him. He'd be and great. that's where like, well, I don't think it's fair to assume that Noah is not ready for marriage. That, like, yeah. I mean, Zach is 12 years older than the guy, right? Like, Right, but the questions are different too, right? Like I'm Noah's questions are about like faking orgasms where like Zach's <laughs> question is like talking about like real life stuff. Well, yeah, yeah. you're right. I mean, it, but I think, I mean, I'm assuming, Raven, you mean in general, not just on the lie detector test of how he yeah. can communicate and be, you know, more exactly. self-aware. And I would agree exactly. with you. And in fairness to Noah, like he just, you know, he is younger. And, and Zach, you know, Zach has 12 years of like doing dumb shit. I mean, I mean, to Zach's point of like when Zach was 25, he was maybe in a dark place, you know, like Noah's already you know, well, maybe well ahead, you know, so yeah. it's, it's not a apples to apples comparison, but you're right, uh, Chrissy, like that's just kind of like where I, I, when I say manufactured edit yeah. and that like, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Noah's not being given an opportunity to be anything other than a scapegoat, yeah. uh, a, you know, being told that he's too young for marriage. And that's, I feel for Noah because as much as people are like, oh, it's a TV show, it's just like some bullshit he's going to deal with when he has interacts with fans or, or in dating that he's been painted as someone who like, for like no justifiable reason, that he's somehow not ready for love. Going back a little bit, I was a little concerned when Zach said he had cheated in a past relationship. And then 
I know he tried to clear that up with Taisha, but he had a long time to think about how he was going to explain that he was a cheater. And I immediately thought when he said, yeah, I, I cheated on my sixth grade girlfriend. I was just like, mm, I don't think that's true. I think you've cheated after that because if that was the you case, he would have, I, yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that <laughs> that's, he, that's, that's a big <laughs> accusation, Raymond. Let me explain. Let me explain. So when he said he had cheated, the first thing out of your mouth would be, well, I cheated, but it was in sixth grade. And then move forward. You don't say you're a cheater and then hold that for like hours and then think about how you're going to explain that you're a cheater and then say it was a sixth grade girlfriend. I thought that was so weird. That was a red Uh flag to me. You know what? Very convincing argument, Raven. You're right. I think about, (laughs) all right, I'm in, you're you're on a lie detector test. I'm there. Uh, When I was watching it last night, I was like, yeah, I I literally, before before he said the sixth grade girlfriend, I literally said to my friend who I was watching it with, I'm like, watch, it's going to be like his girlfriend when he was a sophomore in high school. Yeah. And it ended up being a sixth grade girlfriend. But you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. If that were the case, if I'm sitting there in a lie detector test and I'm asked, did you cheat? And that pops in my head. I would say, yes, I'm my sixth grade girlfriend. We made yes, out. I would immediately provide context. Yes, especially when you know that Tasha was cheated on in her first marriage. You would have said that. So I'm not buying it, Zach. Huh. <laughs> Very convincing argument, Raven. You have me. But it, so if that is true, maybe maybe this comes to light. Maybe we find out there's something going on. Maybe yeah. that's what Tish's dad's referring to. Who knows? Um, I still don't think so. I think, I don't know. Yeah, that was just a little tidbit. Maybe not, but that was just a little thing where I was like, ah, oh, that's a little red flag to me. If I was Tasha in this situation, this would have been a red flag. But kudos for him. If, if he is a true cheater and or was a true cheater in his recent days, what a fantastic answer he gave Tasha. Like kudos to him for coming up with that. So, Wait, you, so you compliment the liar for the brilliant lie. I have to give credit where credit <laughs> so, is due. So, if he's a liar, I don't know if he's a liar. This you know, is it's just interesting. Like- when I was watching it, I, I thought it was like an adult cheat. Like I wasn't like, I didn't mm-hmm. know if it was last year, right? But like, is yeah. it, is it, but I was thinking this whole time being like, this guy just told you a week ago that he hit rock bottom. He told you that like he was had a substance abuse problem that like he was like rock bottom, you know, in terms of like mm-hmm, his mm-hmm. Cho- all his choices in life seem to be not great. Yeah, right? that's where I thought the cheating was And I'm was just thinking like, too. I mean, that's what I thought I'm just too. like, listen, once a cheater, always a cheater. You know, I get asked that a lot, right? I mean, yeah. sure. I, it's all listen. It's a red flag. What it is? It's definitely yeah. something to be mindful of. But like, context does matter. Situations it does. matters. It does. Um, I would feel better about someone who just like told me that their life hit rock bottom, and in and, and part of that equation was they 
they were unfaithful, they all cheated. while having a substance abuse problem, and et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So I was kind of watching it being like, I mean, I get you're upset, Tasha, and I get that like once a cheater is always a cheater and you have a non-negotiable, but like, what if this is just part of the rock bottom? You know, like, yeah. and she says it's a non-negotiable, which I believe her, but I think she likes Zach enough that, and she knows more about his situation that she would have been okay if he said exactly what you were saying that I hit rock bottom and I cheated during then. I think she would have that she would have broken her non-negotiable for that because of the context. You know she's going to give it her all. Like, she is in it to win it. Like, there's not going to be a part of Tasha that's not going to try to make this work. Yeah. The only question is, I wonder, and I wouldn't fault Tasha at all, with the limited time that we have. Yes. Yeah. Will Tasha accept an engagement? Will Tasha be like, because she's someone who does value this. I and, agree. And, and. I I do think appearances might matter a little bit more to Tasha than say other people where like, and I don't mean that as a negative. I just mean like some people are just like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't care. Like I know, yeah, like yeah, I'm not yeah, going to yeah. let myself like fine. I've been engaged before. And if this doesn't work out, I'm still going to take the leap of faith. But I wonder mm-hmm. if Tasha and I wouldn't fault her at all. Who is this like, I've had three fucking weeks. I'm not getting engaged to <laughs> yeah. any of these guys. I don't want to have another failed engagement or a marriage. Like, I'm not doing that. I wouldn't fault her at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and I right. wonder if that's a possibility. <laughs> Has to be, right? Has to be a possibility. Yeah. So, all very compelling stuff. Do we Have we left anything out? This has been a lot of fun, right? Oh, I think the last thing is just that we ended with, like, Blake... Who gets the one-on-one, which really is like a setup for Blake to go home for me. Yeah. No, I was thinking the same it. thing. <laughs> I was thinking like, the oh, same thing. Oh, he gets to pack no. his suitcase. Go. Good for him. Every, he gets organized. Yeah. Every episode, or we're, we, we have so many cliffhangers, but always the week before hometowns, and this is kind of what this next episode is, there's always one one-on-one yeah. date that is like... It, you're set up to think, oh, I got a one-on-one only because you're going to get the special time of the personal breakup. Um, and that is... And, and props to Blake for still being there because, <laughs> I mean, have uh, we haven't really seen a conversation between him and Tasha. No. And he was yeah. so obsessed with Claire and then he became so quickly obsessed with Tasha. Has he been obsessed with Tasha? Well, he says he's like, I'm so into her. I think they all think she's really beautiful. Like, you know. um, Yeah. How could you not be? If he has had time with Tasha, we haven't seen a lot of it. Unless you know what? I thought the same. I was thinking this about um, Adam on Rachel's season. He was there to the final six, and you never saw him. Like, you never got to know him. And you're like, obviously, he's going home because we haven't seen him at all. So, yeah. I mean, Totally. Yeah. I think, you know, Blake's definitely going to go home. The big question it's you're right. Like I'm pretty confident about my top four, but it wouldn't shock me. And you're totally right. If Riley made top four, like I could totally see, you know, if it wouldn't, it wouldn't be like unbelievable that she kept Riley over Brandon. Uh, yeah. It wouldn't be un- or, or Ivan. It would be shocking if, if Ben, the only thing that would be shocking is if Zach and Ben go home before hometowns. And actually they- isn't Ben, Ben already has a hometown rose. Uh, Wasn't that a hometown? Ben rose? does, yeah. yeah. Yes, but I will say this: um, 
either Riley gets a hometown or this next episode that we'll see next week is going to be all about Riley's story for at least half of the whole episode. He, he, he's about to get a lot of airtime because we're going to, I think we're going to dive more into Riley's story. If not, he'll be at hometowns. Maybe I, I think that will, I think we might even get a hometown. Like I, it's hard with this season because there's so many cliffhangers yeah. and there's nothing you I can do. I don't even do know how they're going to do hometowns. It's going to, I'm curious to see how that's going to be done too. The big question is, do we have a, a, a home? If we have a home, if like, if next week's not any hometowns, like Ben already had a hometown rose, right? The big question is, are there any hometowns next week? Do we, do we have two hometowns yeah. and then cliffhang to like the next two hometowns? Like we yeah. should have like another. Yeah, we have the rose ceremony and then it'll probably t- be two hometowns. Mm-hmm. Which would like they just might have to do that because, listen, they had two bachelorettes. Like it's just going to be different. Like for other people, it's like, oh, I don't like that. We just don't have a hometown episode. It just might be like the only possible way to tell the story and fit it all in. That's yeah, why we'll I see how I, fast they get through Blake and rose ceremony. That's why I don't. I think we've we're done hearing Riley's story. I think that le- this was his time to tell his story. And, he might be right. He might be right about that. This may be Tasha the best time to him, tell it. I think he's told his story. They gave him his time, and now Tasha is going to take some time to think, and then in a rose ceremony, just not give Riley a rose. Oh, one one last thing before we wrap it up. I was. Um, thinking about this while watching the episode when you talk about things that Zach have been, has been through and you talk about, you know, Ben sharing his story and then Riley also saying what happened to him. I feel like a lot of people go on the show to run from their problems and they have no idea that when they get to the show, it is a bubble for you to basically have the biggest therapy session of your life and face your fears and face what's going on in your family life and like all the struggles you're you're pushed to tell your story and you really have to face what's going on and what your true authentic story is so i think riley zach and ben all three not they've been through a lot but i think that maybe coming on the show they thought this will be fun. This is a new leaf for me. I've been through so much. I can put all my uh, baggage behind me. In reality, they're opening up the closet, which is a good thing for them. I, I felt that way on our season. I've talked to many more contestants about this too in different seasons, but um, you go on the show and you leave being so much more open because you've shared your story and you thought you were running away from something when really you were just running to it to deal with it. And then you get the opportunity to move on. And so I think this whole rally situation, whether he has a hometown or not, telling his story, he had to, he's, he's free to move on from this narrative, this imposter syndrome that he thinks he has. Yeah, no, I think that's very well said. And um, yeah, I love I love that about the show. I, I love yes, that when people are willing to share their story, the show generally does a good job of giving it its due course. Uh, I always yeah. joke with people, you know, when I when it's not like about a, you know, a personal story, but short of, you know, getting proposed to, everyone's best moment 
is when they get broken up with or a vulnerable moment. Like yeah, people, when, yeah. we, when we go on the show, we're afraid of that moment. We're afraid of, right. like, oh, I don't want to be exactly. embarrassed. I don't want to be dumped. I don't want to be broken up with. Yes. I don't want or people to judge me. I don't me. want Taisha to find out this stuff about my yes, past. I don't want to tell her. And yes, you're right. It's like, it's a very rewarding experience that if you are lucky enough, and I say lucky enough to go on the show and, and say this, but if if that does happen for you, Yes, it, it's a very rewarding and freeing personal experience because, you know, I'm assuming when Riley goes out in public or whatever and someone yeah. gets the pleasure of meeting him, they're going to be like, thank you. That was so great. And people are going to admire him for that. it and, and rightfully Absolutely. so. And it, it's such an empowerful feeling when you can share your vulnerabilities and then have people, you know, same with Ben and Zach as well. And, and it's it's yeah. nice. And we're seeing that obviously in spades this season. Um, whether that has to do with the cast being a little bit older than usual. And, mm-hmm. and that must have something to do with it. You're getting more life experiences. You're getting yes. more opportunity to, to say that. That's not to say, like, you were 25 when you came on the show. You were one of the most mature people, I thought, uh, uh, in the cast of women. And that includes you know, people who were older than you. So it's not always specific to age. Exactly. Um, it's so, life experience. And yeah. I think they... No matter what, Riley, whether he gets a hometown, whether he doesn't, this is going to be great for him and for him to kind of put his old name to rest and like move forward in the future. And I like that's what I love about the show more than anything is is just the way it opens up people to their emotions and how they feel. Totally. Well, I think that's a great uh, place to end it. Uh, Raven, thanks so much uh, for coming on and recapping. uh, Thank you for having me. me. It's been a ton of fun. Uh, remind people where they can follow you, shop and support your store. All that um, you can stuff. follow me, Raven Nicole Gates on Instagram. Um, go shop at my store, use code Nick. Um, you can find the store on Instagram, uh, at shop grace Wade or www.shopgracewade.com. And the code Nick is for 30% off your purchase. So it'll last for, um, the whole month. So if you, want to get something for Christmas or the holidays, use the code. Awesome. And if you want to find out more about uh, my season of The Bachelor with Raven, go check out the Patreon. Uh, it's the links on my Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, ton of fun. And I uh, can't thank you enough for doing this, Raven. Say hi to Adam for me. Tell him Will that well, I'll have to have him back probably next season yes. for, uh, <laughs> for Matt James's season. Um, he might be even better at breaking it down than you. And you were great because Adam uh, he, apparently is. He'll be good. He's a good one great. to break down the uh, bachelorette. We'll, we'll definitely <laughs> have him on. Uh, thanks again. And as always, guys, thanks for listening. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow for a great episode with Doug Ellen and Kevin Dillon of the show Entourage and the Victory Podcast. It is a ton of fun. You will definitely not want to miss that. Next Monday, Justin Long helps us break down our Ask Nick episodes as well as helps us uh, recap the bachelor with his brother uh, which should be a ton of fun so make sure to check that out and if there's nothing else we will see you tomorrow so you've got an idea for a business the store of your dreams there's just one thing to figure out everything That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in-person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. 
It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 